Hi, John. Hey, Alex. Do you know what I hate? What is that? Los pollos humanos. <laughs> humanos? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. As I said that, I'm like, what is it? Hermanos? I don't like the chicken men either. I don't like the chicken yeah. humans. Yeah. All right. So we watched the uh, the end of the Mandalorian. We did all of it. First episode up of our of our epic ending is episode six, the prisoner. The, the this prisoner. is the one early on. I was not sure where you're going to come out with. This is the one I was curious about, not just because of Space Boston, but also because it's mm-hmm. it is just literally we are doing the most set piece of set piece thing. The only thing that makes a difference is it's in the Star Wars universe, and I kind of love it. Well, yeah, like. Um... I honestly am still torn about this episode because, again, watching the whole thing, when this episode was was on, I was thinking about like, man, I kind of like this more one-off adventures versus like dealing with, really dealing with Baby Yoda and stuff like that. And the Gunslinger episode previously, although I didn't like that one, was a little bit more like that as well, where it's just like uh, the old Hulk TV show or The Fugitive, where it's like, yes, there's this overarching thing, but we're going to go do this. or But... um some stuff happens at the end that made me, they bummed me out. But, uh, uh, overall I thought this was a, this was a fun episode. Uh, some of it was, was buoyed by like all the guest stars that I was just excited to see, you know, uh, that, that might not necessarily be the fairest shake to give a thing, but it worked for I me. I mean, I think casting plays into stuff, you know, it is, it is fun. When, yeah. Um, what I really loved about this one and I mean, obviously, it's it's doing nothing inventive. It's just, I mean, other than like technically, you know, how they film it, yada, yada. But like the story, it's just, it's the same. You've, this story has been done a, a, a hundreds of times. But I like how they're sticking with he's a bounty hunter and therefore hangs out with scumbags. Yes. I mean, this is, this is what I've been wanting for a lot of this series. And <clears throat> so even like, yeah, even if there were a bunch of episodes of just this kind of thing, I would have, I would be pretty happy with it. Although uh, this is not to say that this episode did not have its issues. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. So I think it starts off super strong that he just it basically just starts with him meeting the guy. We don't have to deal with the phone call. It's just, hey, what's up, shady guy from my past? Oh, you need another guy for your crew? And then six seconds later, it's literally, hey, let me introduce you to my crew. (laughs) Like, it's so it's so great. I mean, and I am a sucker for for stupid heist things or like. You know, bits and movies where they like get the team together. So yeah, I, I'm already it's yeah. got me. And so they it's it, they quickly go through. Uh, do you do you know why we know that um the guy that puts the team together? Uh yeah, Mark Boone Jr. He is the thing is is he plays that guy in so many things. That's what it, that, like yeah. he's he's scummy in Memento. He he was in uh, he was a scummy biker in. Sons of Anarchy. He's, I think he's like the, um, the scummy cop in Batman Begins. Oh, um, you know what? That, that actually, yeah, he plays Harvey Bullock in yeah. Batman Begins. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, he's just always that guy. And I, and okay, I love so, him. I think yeah, he's it's great. Not, it's not one thing. It's just one of those, one of those, uh, what do you call the, that kind of actor? 
Well, I mean, he's a character actor, but he literally just does that I, mean, one I thought character. there might be another term for that, because a character actor tends to do, like, multiple characters. This guy just does that. <laughs> like, he just does that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but he, I, he's he's great. But then he, he introduces yeah. to Bill fucking Burr, who, mm-hmm. speaking of people aging, uh, Bill Burr looks great for his age. He, he yeah, looks pretty yeah. fucking fit for, for a man uh, probably above 50 at this point. Mm-hmm. Looks like he belongs on TV or movies, which, I mean... This is relatively recent that he's made the change from just being a stand-up to. Yeah, I mean he had a like he had a bit part in um, Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, but I mean that's not that many years ago. Uh, he, he you know he had a twenty-year career of if you put a list of the guys most likely to end up becoming like well-respected actors, Bill Burr is very low on that list. <laughs> Dude, like he, yeah, so right. it's, it's nice to to be in something that doesn't that isn't called like fart college. <laughs> exactly. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing by the National Lampoon. Uh, but he's great. And I love his interest. He, he goes, all right, that guy over there, that's Berg. Wild guess. He's the muscle. That's zero. The droid, by the way, Richard Iowati as zero. The droid is the best casting that's ever happened. Yeah. It's cause it took me a second to figure out the voice. And I'm like, Oh, he's just doing boss <laughs> from the IT it's crowd. So good. It's like, that's fine. I mean, if, if they gave him like an Afro or like, uh, uh, you know, glasses, it would have been a bit too much, but otherwise it was great. If if they did any kind of uh, IT crowd reference like that, I would have hated it. But just yeah. just casting Richard Iowati is terrific. Well, and I think that's something that uh, I appreciate about this episode is that it like, and it, it may just be that this is a low bar, but it it knows what it's doing in terms of like, yes, this is just a stupid space heist thing. Yes, here are the people, but we're having fun with it. Like, so let's just get through this. There, there's a spirit of levity to it that I do enjoy. Yeah, I think the tone, and that's, I think that comes from Taika Wakiti directing it, is... Actually, no, he didn't do oh, this one. I thought one. he did this one. Uh, uh, Rick Femu. Okay, well, take it back. Well, Rick Femu Niwa right. did a fucking bang-up job. He he directed uh, uh, this movie, um, Dope, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff, but he's... Uh, I, I I liked uh, I liked his, his work in this. He actually appears in this briefly. With some yeah, of yeah, uh, Dave but, Filoni uh, and... Um, Deborah yeah. Chow. Uh, yeah, no, he got the tone right. That's why I thought it was Taika. Like, he got tonally just nailed this. The the spots that needed to kind of come off as um, serious. I don't want to use that term because, you know, Ocean's Alive and Serious. Well, just, yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, it, it tries to have a little bit more weight, but still, but isn't like Christopher Nolan. Yeah, serious. yeah. It, it, it really ran the line well because there's an early spot that I think... I think like Dave Filoni, who did like, you know, directed the early ones. I, mean, I, I shouldn't shit on him. Maybe he, he didn't. But like um, where they're trying to introduce everybody while they're sitting on the ship. And it's basically Bill Burr just being annoying. And mm-hmm. that could have been annoying instead of just him, his character being annoying. If you follow me, like if, if the direction yeah. doesn't, if that tone doesn't hit perfectly right. And I think they got that. It came across so much as that character is irritating and, and just a, you know, a sleaze, Elon sleaze Bagano levels annoying. Right. But it's also, but it, but it kind of fits well with, um, I mean, I think that's, that's Bill Burr to a certain degree, you know, where it's like, he'll say this really stupid offensive stuff, but it's like, you're still kind of laughing and playing along. Yeah. And um, he had a, so, so it works. He well had a great him. line where when, when baby Yoda gets introduced and he points to the twilight and he's like, yeah, did you two make that? <laughs> yeah. Which I found delightful. But I, I also this, this scene did did remind me of something I liked in the original Star Wars movies versus some of the other ones is just ma- just make him speak alien man just just have the the Daverian or whatever he's called speak that language don't have them all just speak English 
I hate that. Um, or basic, I guess it's called the Star Wars universe. It's just, I, I, it's, it's doesn't matter. It's just more of a personal preference thing. But I always just like when someone says, ba ba boo ba, the other guy's like, yeah, I know, totally. And they somehow understand each other. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't, in this scene, I, I think there's other parts where that works. This yeah. one I'm fine just because they're on the same crew. Yeah. No, it's, it's totally fine. It's just, I always like Oh, no. That. Yeah, I, I do as and well. They, like, uh, they've, they've abandoned doing that for the most part. And it's, I always just like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about, um, I liked, I like how he was doing sign language with the, uh, the, um, the sand people. Yeah. What are they, what do they actually call, though? Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm even saying it, I'm like, that that can't be right. Did I just, am I going to have to cut well, this? Well, so there's a running joke that uh, sand people is like a really, really horrible prejudice, uh, prejudicial uh, phrase on the Star Wars Minute a podcast. I like, uh, but uh, so they call them the native Tantooineers. Just because, like, it's just a fun way to dodge using racial slur, calling it the date of tattoo eaters. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, yeah, nice. Tuscan Raiders. But you know, I, I do like that. I like when other they speak. I also like um, the same with droid stuff, where like Mark Hamill's like, "What's that R two? Yeah, I am flying the X. Yeah, like I like people. Yeah, yeah th- that is fun. But this whole section, I really liked. I liked um, Bill Burr doing the bad uh, Jar Jar Binks impression. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Although, like, wow, just you know, racism against Gungans out of nowhere. One, I think one negative spot in this whole thing is, is, uh, Natalia Tena, uh, Gian, I think is, is what her name was little big, little, like really, really chewing up the scenery, which it, it was, well, it's like, but then I also like the idea of this is actually just how Twi'leks are. Yeah. The, the alien race. So I'm like, you really don't see anything other than Bib Fortuna, who spoke a different language, by the way. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but just that, that they're all just like theater kids like, <laughs> yeah. as a race. Uh, that actually is part of the Twi'lek kind of thing. They're all like kind of arty oh, weirdos. But in this one, I think the lady's just not that good of an actress. I think it was, yeah, it was just, it was a little too big. It was a little too I'll broad. I'll tell you I, what I my opinion, not my opinion, but what my thought was. I think she was going for pricks from Blade Runner. For what? Press? Press, not pricks. Yeah, press. Yeah. I was like, she's going for what? Yeah, that's close. I was only one letter off and didn't tell you what I was talking about. So obviously you should have gotten it. Um, (laughs) But I I think she was going, because if you watch her mannerisms, the way she's smiling, the way she's kind of moving in that kind of like language caddy kind of way, I think she was trying to Mm -hmm. go for that and just didn't quite land it. Or she's just a weird actress. I think that kind of... Yeah, I think that kind of archetype is not is not limited to just press. But, well, I mean, it's um, a it's it's a sci-fi movie with a kind of sexy, yeah. weird-looking, you know, kind of alien type. I, it's it's pretty easy to draw the line. And, it, and like for how silly this whole thing is, uh, uh, silly is the right word, but you know what I mean. Like how just more pulpy and and fun this is. Like it's it's great, but I just think she was a little a little silly's much. perfect. Because here's the next here's my note I have here. Because I keep going back to how much this feels like Star Wars to me. So a devil, mm-hmm. a pink worm head, a space Bostonian with a mental controlled shoulder gun walk into a prison that's floating through space. Fucking weird as shit. Yeah. That's Star Wars. Yeah. Like that's that weird level Star Wars that I love. What's well, the same thing going back to talking about like um, forgiving stuff because of the um, the cameos, the actors involved. Like Clancy Brown is Berg, the the Deverinian, or again, I'm not sure if I'm saying that oh, right. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh. But he yeah but like even he's pretty big and ridiculous but it's like yeah but it's clancy brown so i'm i'm okay with it 
so it didn't bother me as much. But he's he's kind of ridiculous as well. Well, him being big and ridiculous, I was fine with because that character is like literally he's written as that big ridiculous guy. Like that's yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that was Clancy Brown. That's crazy. But one thing, Bill Burb does mention that because he's like an ex, he was like an ex sharpshooter for the Imperial. Oh, another great line. Yeah. Forces. Yeah. And like, he's like, oh, I'm not that grown. You know, it makes it, it makes a whole thing about that. But I like to imagine this is all, this is my headcanon now. And this explains away Space Boston is that he is indeed that grown, but something went a little bit wrong. <laughs> and that's why you get the Boston that's awesome. accent. And like, so, so Bostonianism is a, is a, is an error. Yeah. It's a genetic error. Yeah. My genetics went all shit, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I love it. It's perfect. That was not the line I was thinking of was when he's a sharpshooter and they say something about it. He's like, I wasn't a stormtrooper. Because like, it's, it's established a stormtrooper suck at shooting. It's, it's not over the top. They're not putting a hat on it, but it's a delightful line. Pays off for Star Wars nerds. Other people could ignore it. It oh, feels like Star Wars. But yeah, so they have to go break into. He's he's hired to go with this ragtag group to go break into what ends up being a um, Republic ship, a prison ship that's run only by droids to go bust someone out of out of jail. And I like that. I like this uh, portrayal of the New Republic uh, because I've grown to hate the New Republic. And how it is this, like, it's this person thing, but it's only manned by, by towards this one guy. When, at the end, when those guys show up, when the, the the X-Wing people show up, they all just look like crummy cops. I mean, I know it's the directors, but that's that's kind of why, because they're just sort of regular looking people. But they just it just makes it seem very distant and ineffective. Or, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, the, it, it's not actually involved in people's lives. And that's a, that's a weird read into it, but uh, it it's something that made me very happy just because I don't like the New Republic. No, it works. I think there's kind of – even the Rebellion kind of design, they have that – not the Rebellion, the uh, the Old Republic, I guess. Whatever, whatever the hell the, – mm-hmm. the, the people from the prequels. Yeah. Had that kind of distant – we're just – everything's been running so well that we don't have to deal with it kind of thing. And they're trying to rebuild that. And yeah, yeah, I I, I, I kind of like some of the aesthetic choices. Even in the new movies, some of the aesthetic choices of the New Republic were smart, yeah. though – I don't think they did it well enough to point out that the New Republic is a bad idea and poorly run. Like it probably would have made would have yeah. made more interesting movies if they actually pointed that out. But uh, you know the the look of them kind of run that way. It's like oh, you were just trying to rebuild Rome real easy. Like we're not going to worry about any of the infrastructure. We're just <laughs> yeah. going to just immediately go yeah. to what we're doing. Roads, fuck roads. We don't need roads. Let's worry about the columns. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but I think also that this this sort of the claustrophobic nature of this ship. You know, for for budgetary mm. reasons, maybe you know, it's just these couple of hallways. But I also felt it worked real well. Oh yeah, to kind of to kind of keep everything feeling very tight and um, kept the action. There up. was a delightful sequence uh, where they run into the they're on the ship and they're trying to infiltrate the ship. They basically just let Mando just be just dominate those robots, and Bill Burr actually holds mm-hmm. people back from helping him. And he just gives this little like, yeah, nice, yeah, good job. <laughs> it's it's a yeah. oh god, Star Wars is so good when it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I also just like that kind of, you know, the kind of cartoonish rogue thing of just like, well, we, you know, we brought this guy around. Let's see what exactly. he can do versus like we in this, you know, we need to actually stop this guy. It's like, well, let's have some fun. Yeah. It. And it yeah made it. It was the kind of comic booky stuff I really enjoyed. And his flamethrowers finally fucking worked. Yeah. There's there's a re, there's a running theme in this of his flamethrower. It's so great. 
and again, not to not to jump too far ahead, but it, with the flamethrower, like imperial guy shows up at the end, it's like this is how flamethrowers work. You idiot. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it made me real happy. There's also a fun flamethrower guy. I love when he shoots the devil, the devil guy in the face, and of course, fire doesn't affect the devil. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I, I like when they they realize that there's a, an actual human on board, and they go into like the guy that's running the ship, and they they kind of focus on his shoes and matching belt. Which kind of goes into what we're talking about with the New Republic. And I think Bill Burry yeah. makes a comment about, like, nice shoes. Yeah, he makes a comment about his shoes. And it's also that he's wearing the dumb helmet. Yeah, yeah. Which, the, yeah, they brought, they, they kept that going. I, I like they brought that back because those helmets were always very silly. And I, I like the Empire version of those. Like, those guys that were near the big laser cannon on the Death Star. Remember those dudes with the giant yes. kind of, yeah. they almost look like modern and, racing, bike racing helmets. Sure, it almost looked like they almost have, like, a big underbite. Yeah, in the yeah. Front. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love those things. But yeah, so I, I, you know, again, it's nice to see that kind of aesthetic still in, still in play. And they've got this weird, um, so they're, they take over the ship or try to, and the, the guy's got a tracking fob, not a tracking fob, but he's got a, uh, panic button that'll call the new Republican. And they have this, this, this four way standoff. And there's a weird usual suspects reference, like with, with Bill Burr. And I don't know if that was purposeful I did. I may. I may have missed it. What Remember did you say? Remember in *Usual Suspects* where Chris Penn is like, "Get that gun in my daddy's face!" Oh, that's that's Red *Reservoir Dogs. Dogs*. I'm sorry. What was I saying? *Usual Suspects*. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the same movie. I know it's not the same movie, but I saw them within a week of each other when I was like 14. It's, oh, it's, obviously, like we all do. Yeah. My my brain has has yeah yeah. So that Chris Penn get that gun in my daddy's face. The way that Bill Burr <clears> is doing the get that blaster in my face, Mando, has yeah. the same kind of yeah. sing song Chris Penn cadence. Sure. Um, weirdly, I remembered Chris Penn's name, but he didn't remember the name of that movie. What? That's. I don't understand my bizarre. brain. I, I my old yeah, man brain is different. Weird. Just Swiss cheese and different. different yeah, it's parts, odd. I like guess. I'll call. I sound like Chris Penn's like a deep cut, but it's certainly a deeper cut than fucking remembering the name of goddamn Reservoir Dogs. But during this during this whole time while this is going on, Richard Richard Ayoade, uh is is zero is like inside. He's re, he's piloting man Mando's ship, which just. Aesthetically, that is nothing. Like I, I kind of wish they would have given him a cool ship. His ship is pretty, just oh, there. I, I like I mean? it. Like it, it makes me, it makes me think of the Battle Beyond the Stars ship. I don't know if you've ever seen that. If you just Google the the cover of that, it looks like a pair of testicles, basically. But it's just, I, I don't know. It, it didn't. Uh, it's the first time I've really thought about it because it's not worth thinking about. It's, it's a pretty non-descript well i like it because it reminds me of oh yeah it's it battle beyond the stars i'm looking at it right now yeah it, it yeah yeah um because it looks like the space teapot uh, uh slave one that boba fett drove in the original uh trilogy yeah i, I, I guess i like the design not that it looks with, like with but the, it's that with the things on the side but yeah I, I not that i want him to be like oh i'm in slave two actually but um i don't know it just didn't it just seemed like a not that interesting. Design. I mean, you're right, but I kind of like that for Mandalorian. I felt like, you know, I, I just, I just, I've, I'm, I've had Star Wars in my brain my entire life. So like sure. I have the equivalent of like, you know, like, like a German car or whatever. Like there's just, well, there's a Mandalorian spaceship. Like it's just, that's it. even though right. I, theoretically Boba Fett's it's probably like not actually I'm what I want out of it. But he's, he's on the ship. Zero's on the ship, like getting information about Mandalorian like hacking into his personal files and seeing his nudes and uh, finding out about the baby. Yeah. So then that kind of comes to play, which is, which is a, for, that's a fine use of baby Yoda as like his vulnerability. They, they don't do a whole lot to like, they, they, for a second, it seems like they're going to do some home alone shit, 
which I was very nervous oh, about. Oh, yeah, I'm glad but, they didn't uh, go that way. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it was definitely going to go that way. But uh, So that's all happening while they're on the ship, while they're on the, the, the prison ship trying to uh, rescue this guy, Quinn, which they finally do, who's apparently uh, the, the Twi'lek's brother. Another Twi'lek. Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, in, the, in the least surprising double cross in the history of double crosses, uh, they double cross Mando and they lock him in uh, the... The cell where the guy Twi'lek was was trapped, mm-hmm. which I like how unsurprised he is. <laughs> like, there's no, there's yeah. no like, oh, I can't believe he's like, uh, you know, the, you could almost see the re- like the like, ugh, crap. I knew this was gonna happen, but yeah, it totally happened. Like, I sort of hoping it wasn't gonna. Uh, it was a nice little thing, but I yeah. love his escape. This whole sequence is delightful, where he turns into a 1980s car movie villain. Yes, like that's it's well, it's reminiscent of Rogue One's Darth Vader turn at the end of of that, which I I thoroughly oh enjoyed. yeah, where where yeah, it's like this it's it's totally got this horror movie. It's like almost like a, a, to make another reference, Batman Begins when when he you his first experience as Batman, you Very see him much is so. more done like a horror movie, and I like that. Oh wait, because, that's the scene with Harvey Bullock that's in this too. Oh my God, the worlds are collapsing. Oh, yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's it's supposed to be the, like this is how bad he actually is. And it it's awesome, but then they completely undercut it because he seemingly takes out all these people, and then you find out at the end that they're in that yeah. they're in the cell, which like why he's been he he blew up Jawas for nothing. He is this supposedly this hardened killer. These guys screwed him over. Why? I think this goes back. To, you cowards. I think this goes back to our our kind of levels of sentience conversation with the Jawas. Of, you know, like, yeah. I think it's just kind of lower down the food chain. He doesn't care about murdering straight up, but. Yeah, it just seemed, it just seemed weird because particularly because he goes back to the, the, the dude, um, uh, Ranzar Melk, uh, Mark Boone Jr. Uh, and is like, Hey, I brought the guy back. Give me everyone share. Like no questions. Shut up. And then he leaves and Mark Boone Jr. is like, ha ha. Okay. Kill him. And then as he's he's leaving, he realizes that Mando had planted the tracker emergency thing on him, so all these X wings come to attack him. So it's okay to blow them up, but the guys that actually screwed you over. Well, I think no, Mark we'll Mark Junior is the guy that screwed him over. So like fair enough, but I I mean either either way, like why? I guess because he's going after the architect, not the not the foot soldiers. Maybe uh, you know he sees himself because yeah. he is you know he is a. Uh, a bounty hunter and has done some despicable shit. He's like, yeah, I've been paid to do some fucked up shit before too. You know, it's not on, it's not on them. But I just, I think you're just leaving behind some powerful. Yeah, animals. no, that's true. And maybe they'll come back. Cause they're so, they're yeah. so deep characters that we actually, I would like to see Bill Burr come back. I would, I would totally like, I, I don't really care to watch this show anymore, but if there was an episode with these guys again, I would come, I would watch it. Let's talk about episode seven, the reckoning. The reckoning. This is the, uh, I mean, the last couple episodes almost feel like a two-parter because oh yeah yeah, it is his his return and and this is I think is in retrospect even why I like chapter six even more is because otherwise this I think I think I said it either in the last episode or the first one that it kind of felt like one of those old like miniseries ABC mm. miniseries thing like it or something where yeah this the main plot line kind of. You, you start to realize how much it's been spread out over eight episodes. 
It's like, boy, I didn't need to do that at all. And I know they're, I mean, they're, they're varying lengths, but. I think the last two episodes are far stronger than the f- first two, but I think the same. 100%. Think the same yeah. problem happens where episodes one and two probably should have been one episode or, or flashbacks in another episode. Mm-hmm. Not flashbacks, but you know what I'm saying? Like it could have been handled differently. Seven, eight, I think it's the same thing where not necessarily one episode, but maybe they make this like a feature length. Um, they're not feature length, but just. It's a, yeah, well, like how they'll do like a super yeah, size, something like that. Yeah. I like I like what I, there's no part of seven and eight that I that I actively don't like, but there's a lot of like nah, it's a, this is happening that I think they could have yeah edited it. It could have it could have been one really good thing, and it came out uh, do it a uh, Topher Grace style. I'm telling you, John, you do this because you know how to edit. Edit these into one good episode, and I think it's an incredible yeah. episode. And it's it, no, I was. I was going to make this exact oh, same okay. point. Like, I think, I think you could probably take, get rid of, get rid of this one. Get, get rid of, I'm sorry, get rid of chapter six, get rid of probably the gunslinger episode as well, but just take those, you know, you, you probably need him back on the, on the, 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 uh, as much as I don't like the episode, the seven samurai planet, just to, cause you need to set up what's her face, uh, the drop trooper. Yeah. But like, you could probably cut that all down into, into an interesting or at least a peppier it'd be long but it would be it would be better yeah i just i think episodes one and two you make that one episode episode seven eight you make that one episode and keep everything else because mm-hmm. then it's like a six episode run so it's i i i think it goes but i like everything that happens here and the stuff i don't like i don't like it's not that i have a strong dislike of it so i'm i'm, I'm yeah. kind of all right with it it's just there's there's some spots that are a little boring and i think the boring kind of takes away from there's some emotional hits that happen in seven and eight that there's there's one that i actually enjoyed but um it did make me think at the beginning um when he gets because he's he's flying and he gets a message from what's his name grief Grief yeah carl carl weathers uh doing the hollow thing and uh i think hollow hollow communicators i don't know what they're called exactly they need fun filters like snapchat i think i think i would like to see Carl Weathers have like little dog ears. Oh or, no, John! Um, you know, crazy glasses. John, they do. That's like Grief Karga is actually uh, a, a Twi'lek. He's he's using oh. the Apollo Creed filter that came with the Hollow Chat. Oh, fun. yeah, yeah, right for for the for Rocky Eleven when they finally made that in the Star Wars. Yes. Universe. So yeah, Carl Weathers sent him a Hollow thing, being basically like, uh, yeah, my bad, working with this guy. Apparently, this ex-Nazi that I decided to work with. Turns out, yeah, he's taken over the place. Like, could you maybe come back and um, yeah. fix this? Like, sorry. And boy, is my face red. <laughs> so I teamed up with. Him I like also. it, and also I like his. Yeah, you shot me. I tried to kill you. We're square, right? And and I yeah. like how that doesn't feel backstabby. That feels like yeah, we're just bounty hunters. This is the kind of shit. Well, see, we that's do. that's kind of how I felt about the the Ranzar Milk thing. Where, you know, why are you killing that guy when it's just like, hey, it's the game, you know, when I would have. Mm. I'm just saying I'm a better warrior than the Mandalorian is is kind of, you know, it's inarguable. I'm kind of, you know, whatever. But I just wanted to. I would say, say this. That. Having been hit in the face with both of your flamethrowers, wink, mm-hmm. uh, yours was stronger. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so. Mando's like, all right, I got to stop by and grab my friends on the way because shit's about to go down. Goes to grab Kara. Is that her name? Sure. Uh, it's Shock Trooper Lady. And she's fighting a Darth Maul in a bar tied to him with a laser. 
And and yeah, oh, it's like it's like space. I beat love it. it. I love I it. Lo- it's so. I, I know I've said this a million times, but I've missed Star Wars so much. And some yoke swole lady beating the shit out of a Darth Maul while tied to him with a laser for fun is mm-hmm. so fucking Star Wars that it's so. That is so the cantina. It's like, oh yes, this is this is what I love, and it's the the parts that because obviously there's some flaws in the series, but the the parts that sneak through that you can tell the people that made this loved Star Wars it just pleases mm-hmm. me so deeply because I've been hurt so much by what happened to that series. I think I think they missed a good opportunity because when they because because he finds her and then he's like, well, I need someone to like maybe take care of the baby and stuff. That like, baby Yoda doesn't poop or go to the bathroom. And they could have done a funny diaper changing thing where he's trying to change the diaper and the pee goes up and he, oh, he misses it. But then Yoda force bends it to hit him in the face. You know, I think they. I mean, I know you're saying this to be like a, to be a cad. I mean, honestly, I, I would really find that funny. Is, yeah, yeah. Like as much as I would feel like that's below me to laugh at, I would really laugh at that a lot. If they leaned into it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like much in the same way that they just with the last episode, they just went, yep, we're doing this. Yeah. We have a baby in a movie. We got to do a funny pee scene. So um, she decides to join in because they're fighting Imperials, which is nice. And then they fly by to drop uh, to pick up Nick Nolte. He's like, here, uh, we'll give the baby mm-hmm. to him. Queel. Queel. His name's Nick Nolte. This is mm-hmm. so you said, oh, they did dirty by IG-11 early in the series when uh, he got killed. No, no. I thought I, I thought they did. I thought it was IG-88. Oh, OK. All right. Well, did they? Yeah. IG-11, we talked about before. How do you feel about him being reprogrammed to be a nurse? That's fine. I didn't need the the training montage because uh, I don't I don't particularly care about this character. And so when it's like, oh, and I reprogrammed him and here's me training him, I'm kind of going, all right, get on with it. It was it was, it was was cute enough. It was fine. It wasn't bad. I just don't think it I was think necessary. You're confi- I don't think that was in the show. I'm pretty sure that's where in the show they had me playing Scrabble against my friend Colin on my phone, right? Uh-huh. Like that was all the TV yes, yeah. was me playing Scrabble against Colin, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that's the, what happened. This, this, yeah, some of the show is meant for you to be. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's a, that's one of those. There, there is no reason that made it to the final cut. That is a. Uh, yeah, I don't. And this, this is a, this is another Deborah Chow um, episode, and I do think, I do think it is sort of imbued with some some warmth and like it, like it's a genuinely. Like it's fine. It's a lovely little piece, but I I couldn't help but think, why am I watching this? You, this is all information you could have like told me with a line, and it would have meant as much. Yeah, because I think I, 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 and I know like it's. I think it's supposed to to deepen your your appreciation of this character for what happens later, which fine. Like that's that's fair enough. But I just didn't, you didn't need the flashbacks. It's know. it's fatty. Oh, you know what we skipped though is I mean I referenced it, but what, I loved. And this is the thing that I thought would make you hate Baby Yoda less. Because, again, I said before this started, at no point did I think you were going to like Baby Yoda. I said you were going to like him more than you liked him going into the show, for just knowing him for the internet. How'd you feel about him mm. force-choking uh, Shock Trooper Lady? I, I like the idea that he's a psychopath. Mm. Um, but uh, it doesn't really, like... I don't know. I guess I not much <laughs> is the answer. Uh, I hope they do more with that. See, I liked it quite a bit. For, for a number of reasons. One, uh, I hate in Star Wars, and this is one of the few things I don't like about the original Star Wars, but they don't go into it so much, is that the, the prequels kind of solidified it to ruin it, is that there's only light and dark. There's no in-between. And I like how Baby Yoda is this uh, kind of quantum state that can be light, dark, or indifferent, which I like. So mm-hmm. he's doing the thing that Siths are supposed to, it can only do, choking people, yada, yada. 
But I also, uh, the reason I brought this up is not so much that he chokes people, which I do like that he chose a Sith thing, is from a screenwriting perspective of that's only there because he heals someone later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Is that he shows one power to the other. Now, if this were an right. attractive lady, they would call her a Mary Sue. But since it's an adorable puppet, nothing comes of it. Because he just shows like two spectrums, like the most powerful version of what they can do other than like force lightning. Well, I think it, I think in this case, it's not it's not as much for Mary Sue because he is he is this unknown quantum mm. thing. Like you, you know that he's got some kind of force thing, but you know that everyone's after him. So he does have these powers. It's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call, um, the awful elf woman from bright, a Mary Sue, you know, she was just this, this dumb, she was a a giant baby that had powers. And I think it's, it's kind of the same thing where he's, since he's not this, this fully formed thing and you don't really know what's his story is. I, I understand what you're saying, and I think I think I think there's some truth to it. I just think he's a little bit more um, amorphous, even than yeah. That. I know I'm not even saying like I think that. It's just I'm kind of positing the idea. Although to be fit, no, and I, I I understand your point, and I think like I said, I do think there's there's probably an argument that could be made about the that better than the one you're now, making. Now, <laughs> no, but, now, can uh, you edit this in where it's going to be funnier? Uh, though in Yoda's case, it would be Sue Mary. <laughs> Nice. You know what? You know what? I'll put I'll put the setup in the. See, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> so dumb. So back on Navarro, they're talking to Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, he needs a new vest because there's still a blaster hole in his. But um, uh-huh. he says hackles really well, which I I can't even. Yeah, he has a lot of like stupid expository dialogue in this, but I like the way he I does love it. Listening to him talk, it like it rises yeah. my hackles. Like the the way. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. I, I I like me some Carl Weathers. I never thought I'd fall so in love with Carl Weathers. Yeah, like he's the guy from that awkward like bulging arm meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. We're a career playing other characters like Action Jackson. Oh yeah, <laughs> that other guy with huge arms. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, he finally meets baby Yoda for the first time and it is delightful. Like Carl Weathers plays it as he's got grief. Karga has a character. Like I think Carl Weathers weirdly did like a character study on him. So his reactions are interesting where it's like, there's like these layers of um, fakeness to the character purposefully, you know, to try to like, you know, kind of hide behind obfuscate what his real opinions are and him falling for Mm -hmm. baby Yoda, I thought was kind of delightful. Where it's just like, so this sure. is the little thing that's been causing all this. And you kind of see him going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would yeah. fucking stab me in the back of this guy. thing. Look at it. Look at yeah. him. Yeah. It's like a fennec uh, fox mixed with a baby. It's it's. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we I don't know if we, we covered this, that IG-88 or I'm sorry, IG-11 has now been programmed to care for the baby. And I did like. Yeah, I did. I did like the the little depth they gave to Queel about, um, which again, I didn't, they didn't manage to do in a whole bunch of flashbacks about how he worked for the Empire, but he was basically like he was. I mean, he was essentially slave labor. But uh, what's the the? In, there's in, a name for it. Indentured servitude. servitude. Indentured servitude. Uh, that that was basically his thing, and that like he, I don't know that just those tiny little exchanges with him, and some of it's just Nick Nolte's gravelly ass voice. I thought. I thought we're very effective. Uh, yeah, no, I like that. The only thing I didn't like about it, and it and it's again the prequels ruin everything. Whereas like I worked for the Empire for three of your like pity human lifespans or something like that. 
Yeah. No, you didn't. We watched The Empire get made. That was 40 years ago? Yeah, it's... There's, <laughs> like, um, the time doesn't work there, kid. Like, sorry. I, I watched well, there's, Palpatine take over. Yeah, there's a lot. Maybe he doesn't think Earth people... Yeah, maybe want. he thinks... Yeah, Earth uh, people... Or, I mean, like, they're not they're not on Earth, so maybe Star Wars people don't... Oh, that's true. Little. Yeah, maybe The Mandalorian is, like, is, is like 87 <laughs> in his years. Yeah. There's, there's some, yeah, there's some time things I don't understand, like how they don't know what Jedi are, which I don't remember if that happens in this one or in eight, but they seem like Mando seems surprised to learn what a Jedi is. And that seemed odd. Well, yeah, I thought about that, but so then the prequels we're we're watching everything from the, uh, the galactic center there. It's like, everything's based out of, uh. What's the name of that? They're like that the the planet that's at one city. Uh, Carusakent. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Coruscant. Yeah. Uh, edit out you saying that in such a dumb way. I'm embarrassed for both of us. <laughs> yeah, no, I will. <laughs> yeah, you me, should I be will. embarrassed that you obviously only know that from a book and do and read. What what? Here's the thing: is I'm going to do because we're recording separately. Is I'm just going to say it, Coruscant. And then edit it in later. Okay, so anyway, they're on Coruscant, and they're fuck me up. They're yeah, on Crescent yeah, yeah, rolls. Um, I think kind of outer rim shitty planets. I'm I'm fine with them not knowing about Jedi, like or knowing about Jedi powers. I just think I I don't know. I just think like the the, the Empire fell. Like that's got to be news traveling. No, place. but the Empire falling to the rebels. So there's a rebel called Luke Skywalker that blew up the Death Star. Like say that that part gets out. Yeah, you you don't need to know about his Jedi powers, you know, like the 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 magic part of it. I, I I'm fine with kind of outer rim areas not knowing about the kind of magic aspect of the Force. Like, there's an argument to be made that at least in in A New Hope, the Force could be bullshit that Ben Kenobi is making up. Because the only the only spot of the Force in the original movie is him tricking the guards into letting them through. So that could easily right. just be like this, you know, kind of force of personality kind of. And the fact that that's, you know, that's the most recent iteration. So the last time there was a shitload of force users was 20 something years before he was born in another part of the the solar system. But I mean, I guess because and I don't know what what canonically it, the, the, the line is now, but that so this this takes place after the Empire has yeah. fallen. Didn't Luke like start some Jedi academies and stuff? No. Like, he no, that didn't well because I think the current canon is the one from the from the movies where he just had like he be, he some basically guys. had a few students and then he tried to murder okay. one and all that dumb plot happens. All that trying to build like the, the shit that we the shit that we grew up reading those the, the Jedi Academy books and the Zon books none of that shit happens in the current uh, accepted continuity. I see. Well, fair enough. I, it just it just felt a little weird. It to does, me. but it, I'm, I'm like I'm not I'm not annoyed by it because if yeah I would I would get it more at the start of like the uh, the stupid new one not the not the last Jedi the one before the last Jedi oh yeah no I mean the one that not, the one that's the dumbest and this and the the prequels fucked it up I keep saying that but like is Han Solo is basically like a fucking uh, is like a flat earther creationist. Where's like I've been one side of the uh-huh. galaxy to the other, and I've never seen no crazy force that binds all things together. You were alive when Order sixty six <laughs> happened. 
Like, mm-hmm. no, you 100%, if you don't believe in the Force, being Han Solo's age in episode four, you're some fucking weirdo 5,000-year-old 5, year old Earth creationist nonsense. Like, you're like, you are 100% weirdo wrong. Because that was, that was when uh, you were a kid. Jedis were still alive. But that's that's the trouble with Empire. I, I watched uh, a bunch of uh, short films uh, about the Tiananmen Square. Yeah. There was an event locally that, that happened in, in a park, and they were showing these these movies. And there was this one where this guy just went with, with a famous picture of the dude standing in front of the tanks and asked different people, other other Chinese people, like, um, what can you tell me about this photo? And there were a lot of people that were just like, they know what it was, but they're like, I don't know. Uh, these are some tanks. I think they're tanks. I don't know when they were made. We didn't have any external wars after the 80s, so that's weird. But, uh, yeah, that's all I can tell you. Or someone would just directly be like, I don't want to talk about this. So, you know, maybe under imperial rule, you can't talk about the force. But that's, I mean, I'm assuming those people are asking, aren't the age, like, this would be like if Tiananmen Square happened, like, if you ask people in China three years after Tiananmen Square, whether or not. Right. But I mean, I mean, there are people that were alive when it happened that he's talking to. These aren't just like, this isn't like jaywalking where, uh, you know, he's finding the dumbest people ever, but. No, no, okay, yeah, all right, fair, okay, no, no, it's fine, yeah, I, I don't buy it, but that's, that gives me enough plausible deniability that I can accept it, yeah. but I still think that makes him, like, a weird, it's just the prequels were stupid. And... No, I prefer the Flat Earther Well, I mean, theory. that's really it, because he was, so if, if, if Han is, what, like, 30, 35 in episode four, mm-hmm. that means that he was, like, he was in his teens when the, when the old Republic well. fell, <laughs> like, Yoda, Yoda's a baby at fifty. Maybe, maybe he, uh, Han is only eight. Maybe humans. Uh, oh yeah, maybe Corellia. <laughs> you age all yeah. fucked up. Uh, yeah. All right. So anyway, they they go camping and and fucking dragons attack them because yeah, it's it's a dumb scene, but it's worth it for me when Carl Weathers goes. He's trying to eat me when Yoda walks over to try uh-huh. to cure him. I love Carl Weathers. That was that was funny. Yeah, everything everything that led up to that, the whole thing. I've seen a couple of stupid horror movies that have that this kind of you know uh, night attack yeah. from from the monsters or whatever, and it just was again as much as I, I generally like Deborah Chow's work here, it it felt really like it, it kind of reminded me of the the Ed Wood the bit in Ed Wood where Bella Lugosi is supposed to be laying in the octopus thing and he's flopping it over him. Oh yeah, not 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 to that level, but it just felt kind of chintzy. Oh, yeah, it was awkward. It's weird because it. These are scenes that I would, if it were on um, Supernatural or so, you know, some some networky yes. show, where you're like, oh, well, you have to make X number of episodes that have to be X number of minutes an episode. I wouldn't think twice about, yeah, that of course you just had to do that. That's that's. But these are, right. as far as I know, you just kind of choose your own adventure and how long they go and what they look like. It's it's it was weird. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they they needed to have this moment where Yoda could could heal, but. Um... And I'm sure that, you know, there were budgetary constraints and uh, yeah. whatever, but it just, it it wasn't bad. It just felt a little. No, it was in the fact that we're essentially know. in a two-parter, we burned four minutes where we, this is, you know. Right. But I mean, it's I think it's worth it for Carl Weathers going, he's going to eat me. I, I love mm-hmm. a stately old dude that's just the, basically still badass being terrified of Baby Yoda. That, oh boy, yes. I enjoyed it greatly. So... Mando, now that he's got his friends in place, goes to visit uh, the client, Werner Herzog. Mm-hmm. We have talked every time we talk about Werner Herzog on the show, how much we want to do an impression of him. And I need to tell yes. you this. 
No one in the history of mankind, no one, ever, or will again, say open the pram so menacingly. <laughs> that is it true. Is well, and just the fact that he called it a pram was... Yeah. Highlight moment of this. I... Like, if, if there was a BuzzFeed article of the top moments of Mandalorian, and number one was Werner Herzog saying, open the pram, I would have zero argument with that list, because I've never been more pleased with the pronunciation of, oh, God, Werner Herzog just hits it out of the goddamn park. Werner Herzog, his line, the, uh, may I offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared mm. narrative? If that was not him saying it, my eyes would have rolled yeah. out of my skull. Like I, I and I don't know if that was a Herzog ad lib because that just sounds like something he would say. I, th- uh, they he might not have even known the cameras were rolling. I, th- I think a lot of I love a lot it. of his dialogue is when they realize it's Werner Herzog, they 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 Herzog like yeah. they chose like they changed the font from Ariel Bold to Herzog. <laughs> like it is, boy, are they Herzogian lines and and oh yeah. boy, he kills it. Well, and just, well, and the way, like, when he's talking about how great the Empire was yeah. and how every, you know, there was peace and all this stuff, just the just zooming into his little beady mm. eyes, it was wonderful, menacing. Love that guy. And then they do the goddamn, I, I hate this. And, and like, I, I want to say that more Marvel shows did it, but I know for sure Luke Cage did it. And I know several video games have done it where they're like, oh, you thought this was the bad guy? No, no, no. He's dead now. This is the real bad guy. I'm... And it's like, why am I downgrading from Werner Herzog? And whatever. I just, I, I don't, I, I thought that was a really dumb move. Just just that, because it felt like supposed to be like kind of almost like a fake out. We're like, oh, here's the real Well, he does guy. establish earlier that everybody answers to someone else or whatever. Sure. That I'm fine with Giancarlo Esposito, Moff Gideon showing up. I'm not, I don't like sacrificing Werner Herzog as yeah. a character moment for, for Moff Gideon. Now, I think because they knew they were going to get a second season, this is going to pay mm-hmm. off in the long run for him as a character in the next season. But I don't think that's good writing for this season. I did like when, because you see him, he has a hollow message from Moff Gideon that's like, oh, you know, almost like the Emperor calling Darth Vader. But when the shooting starts... When they start like uh, uh, when the Mando and those guys put their plan in action, start shooting people. I like how the Moff is like you see him like turn off the holodeck, like he's just like, "Well, good luck with all that." I'm yeah, out yeah, of yeah. Here. And I and I like that virtual cowardice. Yeah, Queel rides hard to get Baby Yoda back to the ship, and um, I got to tell you, I was genuinely upset when when fucking when Queel died. Well, I thought that the way they executed that. Uh, pun intended, I guess, was was pretty great how he's trying to call... Quill is supposed to have the baby back on the ship because the ship's got all these amazing protections on it. And and the Mandalorian gets on his little calm thumb thing and uh, is like, Quill, Quill. And you just see the baby wrapped up, just lo- like... He looks like a dropped puppet. Even if you didn't cut to... You, you had to cut to Quill eventually, but like it, it, that shot told me everything I needed to know. And I really liked that. Yeah, I really liked it too. And it's one of those... I'd said it in the first episode or the first episode of the the Mandalorian episode six that I liked that he hangs out with scumbags mm-hmm. and it's too easy to have. Well, we're scumbags, but we've got hearts of gold. Right. You can't pull that off all that often. And you pull it off with Queel where he's not a scumbag, but he's an ex-imperial guy. And him dying is like, oh, no, it actually you, it, there's weight to it because he's deserved now, if they had uh, Bill Burr or um, Satan guy, yeah, 
turn into a, a good guy, really. He's just doing it because his wife back at home has 13 kids in the brood. Uh, well, it just, it, it, it's also not like a noble sacrifice. Like, dude got got, and it sucks. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like, he yeah. didn't have this heroic moment or something, like, they got him. And that's like, the uh, of all the people involved, like, oh, you had to get that guy. That sucks. And I think that's nice. I mean, that's good, I mean, good storytelling. Yeah, I mean, of, it's, yeah. Who, do, who doesn't and love a dead queen? the only thing I like it, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I like about this being two episodes is that they can do an episode break. Cause when the show first premiered, you had to wait a week between episodes mm-hmm. watching it streaming. That doesn't carry the same weight. But like when that happened and I had to wait a week, I'm like, Whoa, they just, I, I was not, I, that's not something I would have expected out of this show. Yeah. And it was nice. Yeah. It was, it was interesting watching it streaming that there's not as much weight. Cause you can immediately watch the next episode, but where you had like seven days, just could be like, Oh, Damn. No, and I kind of I I was thinking about that about like why this was split up, and I'd forgotten that they did um, they did that, and I still kind of enjoy when shows kind of parse it out like that because yeah, sometimes it's a little bit more fun, sometimes it's frustrating, um, you know, lost, but uh, being able to binge it kind of covers up some of that nonsense, but sometimes it's you know having that like what do you think is going to happen or like you know in between seasons where th- things end in a cliffhanger, and you're like oh man, I cannot wait, like you know Better Call Saul's coming up, I. Super curious what's going to happen next. And then having to kind of like have that parsed out versus like, I'll just yeah. get it all at once. It's fine. I'm not doing anything today. Mandalorian suffers watching it, not suffers, but it's worse watching it uh, binging. Is when you had to wait a week in between episodes, this show functions better. I can believe that. I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching it like kind of quickly, but I think... Because because there are problems with it, but they get those problems aren't nearly as compounded when you've got a week to kind of forget mm-hmm. But when tonally you're going from one episode to the next, you can kind of like sit with them. And yeah, I think I think but, that um, might also explain why some of my my beefs with Watchmen is because I didn't have that time to in between. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Watchmen is much like that. Yeah, if I, if I'd gotten to wait a week in between episodes, not that I would have liked the yeah, show. Yeah, they're still playing. I think I, I would have hated like, it less. Yeah, I think it's because you. Yeah. But I'm a Glenn for punishment apparently. So uh, yeah, three years on with yeah. me. Oh. I I I don't. Tell me what to think about the trooper jokes. Uh, I got to watch someone beat the shit out of Baby Yoda, which is great. I mean, through a bag, but yeah, it still counts. I, I did like that. Um, it, it, it took me a while to figure out, just on my own, that it was it was Jason Sudeikis. I had to look up later that it was that Adam Pally was the other guy. Um, one thing that bothered me about it was when is this happening? Because because it seems like I mean, did 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 Moff Gideon, which really uh, that seems like a lazy bad guy name you know what i mean like come up with a goofier mm. star wars name than gideon but uh yeah gideon is a little lazy but like was he somewhere else and then basically took the tie fighter like on the planet and then like hopped in the tie fighter like it was a chopper over this place because there's like well he just killed a whole bunch of people we you we just saw him land in the, in the last episode and then it cuts to him just landing standing there so when when does this take place when does this moment take place well, no, in the last episode, Moff Gideon orders the, the murder of of Werner Herzog, right? Right. But, like, the, it ends, like, the, the, the cliffhanger ends. Queel is, is down, but they're also trapped by Moff Gideon and his e-web jamma jam or whatever. Yeah, so I think while they're trapped, he's like, hey, you have, he hasn't given the, you have X number of hours to get out. But he's basically arguing with the people that are on scene and like, fuck you, you're going to argue with me and kills them. Because okay. it just, uh, it, it, it felt very weird to kind of like, be like, here's this tense moment. Now we're going back to this like yuck, yuck thing. 
which I, I mean, oh, I, oh, I do not mind that uh, necessarily. Oh, I hate it. But it's more just no, that it's it. the exact same moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just had a hard time kind of like, wait, this is happening, but he's still standing there just waiting for them to come out. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't like the, I, I like, I don't want to not like it because I actually, in another show, I think this scene is good. Well, it's, it's like, I, I like them punching the, the baby Yoda. Like I like the jokes. Like I, I, I like the calm jokes of like, oh, he just murdered his whole platoon. Like this is fun, but it doesn't work at all with what's going on in the main. Yeah. Like it's, this, it's a I fun just, little human yeah. moment. Like that, that I think Taika Waititi who did this, this episode is, is good at. And, and you know, what some of the few bits I really liked in um, Thor Ragnarok are this kind of like, you know, just more conversational sort of things. Um, but yeah, it, it felt oddly placed. It, it wasn't a, um, cause the, the thing I immediately thought of is the, the, uh, Twin Peaks season one ends with Dale Cooper getting shot season two. There's like 20 minutes of just nonsense of him laying on the floor. Uh, and I love it. It's, it's ridiculous, but this kind of like that, like. I, we know you want to see what happened because everyone's in trouble. We're going to fart around with these guys for a bit. I like, but because it just went right back to it, yeah. that's, I think where, where my problem lies is, is that, and if it was, if it was detached from the rest of it, if it just, if he, they weren't even communicating, like they were waiting for orders or something. I think it was just that communication issue for some reason bothered me about it. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think you're describing my issue, but well, I think that's where I'm coming from as well. Cause it's not, yeah, there's something awkward. I think it is that timing issue. And I think, and, and then, then, then IG 11 shows up and, and lays waste to them both. And then takes the baby and is like, well, I'm going to go protect you by taking you into the line of fire, which, okay. I mean, some of IG 80, IG 11 stuff, I just kind of just shrug and go. I okay. do have to say, I love, there's a great line of where he just Snaps the arm of the uh, of the stormtrooper, mm-hmm. slaughters Jason Sudeikis and and what's Adam Pally, and he's like, that was unpleasant. I'm sorry you had to yes. see that. Somehow he's, he's Irish in this. Um, <laughs> that was unpleasant. I'm taking a wikiti. I like that was unpleasant. I'm sorry you had to see that. I it just, <laughs> it's it's a delightful droid joke, and you know I, Star Wars is in my brain, and I find that fun. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I as, I I like Giancarlo Esposito. I can't help but feel like this character is just kind of Xeroxed Gus Fring, though. Like, it just, it's just Gus Fring without the accent. He's, I think John Carlos Esposito isn't great in this. I, yeah, because I, I don't think he has a lot to work with. Um, like, yeah. just just having watched him he... recently in, um, mm-hmm. and this was years ago, but in Do the Right Thing as Bugging Out. Uh, he's a yeah, totally so, different character, yeah. but like, he's great. <clears throat> This I they uh, it seemed like they like hey people like him as the bad guy like he's in some yeah. uh, Far Cry video game that's that's coming out soon and it's like yeah he's probably just gonna do the same thing again so he's gonna be the um, the junior Mark Boone Jr. of bad guys I guess yeah it just I feel like there a lot of the other characters like uh, even Shocker Kara Zarel or whatever the fuck her name is Kara uh, Dune I think Kara yeah. Dune yeah. There and and grief Karga, where I feel like the actors did their homework and made up a backstory for their character and like put something into it that wasn't immediately on the page. I think Giancarlo Esposito didn't 
it just I don't know. He just kind of read the lines and he's he didn't bring anything to the role. And, and that sucks because I love yeah. him. Like, I think he's a I mean, and, terrific and actor, as, but this isn't and there. And perhaps next season they'll they'll do more with him. But he, he was just like, I am the well-spoken bad guy who knows a lot. So you know that I'm dangerous. But yeah, it just it didn't just, it, yeah. it really didn't do much for me. But other than feel like a reference to a show I like, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking, well, I would rather yeah. watch him do that performance. So, yeah, so they, they're able, they, they spend a lot of time mentioning this giant gun, the, the E-Web vaporizer or whatever. The E-Web heavy repeating yeah. blaster. Spend, they say, they say that a lot. They could have just, they could have just set it up. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. a big gun. That seems bad. Yeah. So they set it up and Moff Gideon does the, um, he's like, Kara Cynthia Dune from Alderaan. Din Djarin, uh, and uh, which is the Mandalorian's name, which is like I guess a big reveal. Yeah, I realize that I don't give a shit about his name. Yeah, but here's here's what I do give a shit about: disgraced magistrate Grief Karga. Yes, he's a disgraced magistrate, John. Yes. He used to be a magistrate. Yeah. And then he got into. Can we get a can we get a spinoff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to see his fall from grace. I. I... Uh, that would hurt too much. I like to see Carl Weather succeed. And then, John, you know, we get another flashback yeah. to the Mandalorians. Boy, this should have been one episode. That, that, yeah, this this flashback should not have existed. Like we, yeah. you, you have given us all this information. Like the bit at the end. Like if you just if you just hit it, just boom, boom. Like we see these same images again, but then you see the saving part, which was you know the whole point of this was the Mandalorians coming for him, and whatever. That's fine, but that whole opening thing, like, yeah, we know. I didn't, I didn't feel any deeper connection to him being a foundling, and losing his parents, because I don't care. Um, and they, they didn't. It just didn't feel necessary. Like, I this this character isn't developed enough for me to feel these kind of feelings. And you're yeah. wasting your time with this. And this, this is this isn't a substitute yeah. for that. Uh, flamethrower. I mean, basically, after this, they escape from the bar. I mean, there's it's set pieces yeah. and things like that, but they they try to escape. They can't because uh, then IG Eleven shows up and they get to escape. They get to that. Uh, they meet the armor after seeing the pile of dead uh, Mandalorian armor, mm-hmm. and she's just there scooping it up, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I, she's badass. She's one of my favorite characters in this whole thing. The Mom Delorean. I like that they're not spelling out what the Mandalorian code is, but like you can kind of pick up mm-hmm. on it where it's like, oh, I don't care if I die. I need to put this armor into the smelting thing and save as much. Yeah. Like that's there. I like how they're not hanging a hat on it, but you can kind of, they haven't given much detail, but you can build this kind of mythology again, very Star yeah. Wars-y. I, 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 I like that a lot. And they also have a delightful line from her. They said, well, there's old tales of Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, God, that felt so Star Wars to me. Other than Jedi, but like, oh, well, so Star is Wars. Is this before or after he takes his mask off? This is before. Okay. No, 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 this yeah, is after. I was going to say, I thought he got injured during the during the. Fracos. Oh, yeah, we should cover that. So they all run into the sewers and he's like, just leave me behind. I'm fucked. IG-11's like, hey, I'm uh, I'm a baby nurse. I actually can fix people. I got to take your helmet off. It's like, I said that no living thing can take off my helmet in a very, very, very uh, predictive line. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, I'm not a living thing. Okay, you can do it. And they show the Mandalorian's face. And it's, you know, like a 
kind of handsome yeah, guy. Yeah, it has all the... <laughs> oh, my God! It has all the oomph of peeling off a wet sock. Like, it's <laughs> yes. just like, okay. Like, if he was, if he was like, I don't know, they did something to his face and it was super childlike. Or I like, don't... Anything, like, the Darth Vader mask reveal is so much a thing and, like says so much about like the frailty behind all this stuff like yeah. the, oh there's a human being behind all this this is just like yeah there's this guy okay well and then but it's also just that like i need to spray this thing on your head okay you're fine now next scene like why why even have that then what did that you know i don't it was awkward yeah. and i think that i think the problem is is that a, from a story standpoint i love that he didn't take his mask off during during basically the entire mm-hmm. season and that's part of their mythology. I love that. I think that's a cool little bit. But that does, like, imagine two episodes into season two and you still haven't seen the lead's face. Yeah. It's going to keep building and building and building. And it would be even worse when you eventually see his face because there's no way to make it surprising. Because there's no backstory of, oh, his face is fucked up. He's just some guy that took the oath. Right. So there's no way to, like, make this unsurprising. So it's, just, yeah. Just, it's just rip off it's the band-aid. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what happened. Maybe they could have made him like super super pale, right? Because he's 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 never seen sun. Yeah, like or just yeah, just turn make him turn pallid. the contrast. Yeah, yeah, like make him look a little sickly or something because he's had this like something to kind of get across what it what happened or like give him like kind of wrinkly or something because yeah. you know kind of like if you leave your shoes on too much your shoes like something. Yeah. but he just looks like this oh that's fine. like. He's like a kind of a handsome guy, but like he's got some like if you if you clean him up, he'd be good. Yeah. Like it's just, it, it maybe yeah maybe it is just a band aid off kind of thing of well we need this for the character, but also you don't want to build it up. But yeah, it's it, it was awkward. But yeah, it just sort of just it just sits there. Like there's his face. Here's the, here's the yeah. turn in the toilet bowl. That's his face. Moving on. Skipping forward, this is because this is the most important thing that happened in the season and makes this entire season worthwhile blacksmith lady he's like well it is the way you were a foundling and you must take care of it which by the way takes away 20 percent of our annoyance at the at the flashbacks because the only reason he's a mandalorian is because he was found by a mandalorian and it's now like an onus and 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 she's like no you can't give that thing in it no that's yours you like you must take care of yeah which okay but i can see that like like i i I get, you know, what it's what it's trying to do. And I, I feel like, though, it might have been more effective to lead with that, like in episode in early episode. So then he feels more tied to the thing. Well, that's what I was saying earlier, where I thought rewatching the show, I liked it better, was that now that I know that mm-hmm. shit rewatching the show, there's like this extra layer. Who cares? I need to talk about the most okay, important sorry. part. No, no, is that you didn't interrupt. You're saying you're. Th- wh- you know me well enough. When I say the most important part, I'm about to say the dumbest thing yes. that's ever happened ever. Is <laughs> he's like, oh, you do it. And it's like, well, what do you? And so the so the blacksmith lady's like, well, you have to find its, you know, you have to find its people and give it back. And Mandalorian says, and I quote, "You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers?" <laughs> dot dot dot. And she responds. This is the way. <laughs> Fucking Star yeah. Wars. That is the that is what I signed up for. That that is Star Wars right there. That is that is that is jizz whaling at its finest. <laughs> you that found is a way to work it in there. That's in the great. Fucking modal nodes. 
<laughs> search the galaxy, deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers, and then deadpan, this is That's the what way. Doing. <laughs> this is so fucking good. Uh, speaking of sorcerers, though, like, I don't like the... Cara Dune refers to the Imperial soldiers as imps. And all I could think of was, like, tiny guys in, like, stocking caps and pointy mm. shoes being like, whoa And it seems so much less... I mean, I get that they would have, like, diminutive nicknames for them, but it just seemed... I don't know. They're, they're supposed to be this terrifying thing, calling them imps. Speaking of crummy lines of the best things ever, hey, John, have you trained in the way of the Rising Phoenix? No, no, I haven't. Jetpack! <laughs> Motherfucker gets a jetpack! Yep. John, he has to return that people home, deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers, and you know he's going to do on it on his rising Phoenix motherfucking jetpack. Jet the only way to make this show better, because this is where it's hit on all cylinders, the only way to make this better is you have the blacksmith have the best fight scene that's ever happened in a show ever. It's It was a great fight scene. It's really good. And I even like, like I like the, the little touches, like when she shatters off the, the oh, Stormtrooper's so lower yeah. jaw thing. Like, that was just great. Yeah. That is a gorgeous piece of like, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? Fight uh, choreography? Fight choreography. Yeah. The only way to follow that up is to have an R2-D2 gondola droid that goes through lava like the fucking Willy Wonka. Yeah. That, that was kind of a thing that I just went, okay. Like when it's, when it's the, the, the ship that's going through lava already, I'm like, seems weird, but okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, and then when there's... There's this R2-D2 thing in the back covered in, in ash and, and rocks or whatever that looks broken down. And it turns on and stands up and it's like giant. And then, oh, yeah, it's then it's so a good. gondola driver. And it's like, this is start. Couldn't you have the thing be like a hover skiff or why is why is it a gondola no. guy? But, but I love that's it. It was Star great. Wars is doing it the dumbest way yeah. ever. That is Star. Oh, it's so- oh god! I've I've never been more pleased by a droid design in my life. I it, oh so fucking yeah, good. It was pretty sweet. I like I like how spindly his arms and legs were. So let me. I'm gonna hand it off to you here because I'm gonna guess this is the part that affected you. Oh yeah, deeply. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ig11 is like, oh hey, I f- conveniently remembered that my my factory settings that make me blow up if i'm captured and i i figured it out i'm not gonna get out of here so um i'm just gonna go ahead and walk through this lava and uh there's a bunch of stormtroopers at the end of this tunnel i'll blow them up and you guys you know remember me as a hero and it's it's supposed to like i think bring to a close mando's droid racism arc that sort of existed but uh yeah I, again, it's like I, I I I don't care as much as this show wants me to care about IG uh, IG eleven. Let me just let me just correct you one little bit mm-hmm. here. They they no they established the shit out of his droid racism. All of your other sarcasm is one hundred percent correct. This was really kind of schlockily done. If there's one thing you can say about Jinjajaren is that he doesn't yeah, like he, droids. Yeah, he doesn't. No, that's that's fair. He doesn't like droids. I just feel like it was it wasn't. Um, it, some of it felt kind of, and we talked about it before in in in, in a deleted thing. But uh, uh, I wish they would have done more with it. I guess. No, I've, 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 it's it's a little it's a little hacky. But uh, I, I mean, honestly, I'm still high off the gondola droids. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. This is yeah, happening. I don't care. Was he going to be okay? That's what I want to know. Yeah, and then more Carl Weathers being just so great. 
some of my favorite people are bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Because he, he, he wants Cara Dune to be a bounty hunter. And she's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll yeah. do it. And it's so great. And it's, oh, it's so delightful. All the friends like now have their own jobs for season two. And it's just, oh, it's so great. And then he buries Nick Nolte and I'm kind of sad. And then I have the note because I know you haven't watched these shows. Mm-hmm. John, what the hell do you think happened with Giancarlo Esposito when he gets out of the TIE Fighter? No idea. Well, he, st- he he gets on top of the TIE Fighter and makes a cool desktop photo for nerds. No, no, I know. But, like, what do you think that – why do why do you think he has that? What do you think that is? The the lightsaber kind of thing? The laser sword? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He got – he pulled it off a oh, dead that's... body. I don't know. Oh, it's so great. John, that's literally the Excalibur of the Mandalorian. Oh, really? That is the dark that is the dark saber that anybody holding that saber is the king of Mandalorians. At one point, Darth Maul, after he was resurrected from falling down that pit in episode one, mm-hmm. stole the dark saber with it and and became the, the king of Mandalore. This is all in the uh the, the cartoons. Ah. But it is this I, no, I'm glad that nothing comes of it. It just looks like a dumb or whatever. It looks like a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But it has so much impact to nerds like me that it's like, holy shit. So my note is, what the hell do normal think is normal people think is happening right here? Like, Yeah, but I think, I mean, yeah, I just kind of went like, oh, he's got like, is that a lightsaber? Because it kind of just looks like more like a regular sword. Well, I'm sure we'll find out more about that. Yeah, that is the dark saber. Hmm. Uh, at one point, uh, a, a cartoon character voiced by John Favreau uh, has it. And he fights Darth Maul and it's delightful. Ah. Well, that's, it's that's very, something to look show. forward to, I guess. The good, well, I mean, that happens in the past of this show. But, no, uh, well, I mean, the, uh, the, the, Wars, the uh, future usage of the Darksaber. I mean, I guess I probably shouldn't have told you about that, but I mean, it's not really a spoiler because that show came yeah, out 10 years I'm ago. Not... Yeah, it's interesting to have that show up at the end. That was not something I was expecting as a, as a uh, deep cut Star Wars mm-hmm. nerd. That's exciting. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but like it was, you know, it was nice to see. I, I would, I, you know, on, on my list of uh, what would happen. Yeah. All right, so... Um, that's it. That's, That's uh, we're, we're finally done. Mandalorian. Yeah. It's fine. I I I I haven't. I I liked it more as it as it went on, but I still not enough to recommend it. Um, I think there's some. I think there's some great moments. Uh, it may you know. I I would say go watch one of the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, or failing that, just go watch Shogun Assassin if you only have an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, and it could turn into a fine show. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it could it could be great. There's some there's some decent stuff. It's it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. So when I came into this uh, saying we should watch this for the mm-hmm. show, my only prediction was basically this is sort of where I thought the best case scenario coming out would be for you to be at yeah. this point. And come on, you hate Baby Yoda so much less than you thought you were. I still don't to. like him. I still, I still would would. Oh, I keep, no, I never thought you were gonna like him. I'm not a fucking idiot. I said you hate him I don't, less. Than I don't. You thought I don't you were hate him to. less. Because I like seeing how frequently. I, you know, I, I guess let me let me put it this way. It's almost like. Uh, a gun in the in the right hands. Baby Yoda is fine. It's it's <laughs> is fine, but he's just used so badly so often. It's just like particularly in those in those like those first five episodes. There's so many cases where he's just so cynically deployed to be so adorable, and I hate it. Yeah, much like uh, a gun is cynically I, I just, deployed I, to be adorable. I'm good at I metaphors. Just, I just I disagree with your opinion on yourself. Okay. I think you like it better um, than I. I think you're wrong about yeah. you. Well, I mean, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time. But if they if if the, if this first episode of the second season was just like people going medieval on Baby Yoda with a chain, 
I would not complain. As long as they're SNL alums. Right. Yeah, all right. So, Mandalorian. We did we it. We did it. Jay, if you like Star Wars, absolutely, there will be Star Wars stuff that you really like. Yeah, I mean, I, I thoroughly recommend it, but in a... Um, in a we're in isolation, yeah. or at least people that that want to you know care about the universe are, and you have time. It's not a it's not appointment television to use an old term. Right. Like it, it, this isn't this isn't something that's going to change your view of anything. It is. I think it's delightful sci-fi and reminiscent of. It is carefully and lovingly made by people that love the same shit you used to. And that's the main thing that this reminds me of why I used to like Star Wars. And and yeah, I, I'm hoping in that like with this sort of initial story, so to speak, out of the way that the future seasons have a lot more fun adventures than necessarily an overarching plot. Not a bad, you know, it's not bad to have, it, but it's just, I don't know, like, like any sort of like Star Trek series. I love some of the, just the weird one-off adventures and stuff like that. And I hope, I hope there's a little bit more of that. All right. Yeah. So that is the Mandalorian. And I think for next week, let's get as, as far away from space as we can to the shores of new England to the old-timey days of The Lighthouse. Wait, are we going New England or old-timey England? New. It's old New England. So it's new to them. Oh, yeah, and you're talking about Mandalorian making no sense. You're saying new, old? Yeah. Bullshit. Well, then you then you will like The Lighthouse, I think. If, oh, okay, good. If, uh, if this is any indication. Now, is it going to turn me into Oscar Isaac? Let's hope so. Um, because that would be a lot more fun for the listeners. We can start doing a video cam thing. Um, I'll be more excited when we hold hands. Yeah, we, I could finally validate why I cut my stomach open to look at the snakes inside. Yeah, you've been looking for that for a while. And I, I wish I could be more help for you in that, but I can only go so far. Speaking of help, I'm going to stop being unhelpful. All right, tell them what we're watching. <laughs> we're watching The Lighthouse, the David Eggers movie uh, from last year with... Uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, Robert Pattinson, and uh, a lot of water. Yeah, it's a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. Yeah, the very same. Isn't that David Eggers? Actually, did I say David is Robert Eggers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I thought he just had. A, I just thought he had a, a hilarious uh, name synchronicity. No, well, no, I don't think they're they're related. But I, I just can't talk, which is good that I'm on a podcast. Yeah, so we'll be doing uh, that movie next time. So until then, visit uh, Jazz Pod. At JazzPod on, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, last licks. So uh, there is a call-in number that I'm going to get rid of soon because we never use it. It costs me money. So if you want, if last chance to get in, 503-575-9118. 503-575-9118. You can uh, leave a voicemail for us. Not necessarily last licks, but in the next coming uh, and when I look at some statement and go, why am I paying $6 to Skype and go, oh, fuck this. I'm canceling this thing. Uh, so try to get your calls in. Try to get your calls in. And uh, if enough people use it, I'll keep it on. I mean, it's only six bucks, but, you know. Yeah, say say hi. Tell us what, what you want to see uh, on any of those formats. Uh, reach out and say hello. And uh, then we will see you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>